Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Voice by Matt show. My name is Matt Berthow, and I'm your host. And today I have a guy that I met on Instagram, Mr. Eric Dillman. And Eric, uh, you're going to have to tell me like exactly what you do, man. I'm, I'm just excited to have you on and, you know, to tell your story. And, um, you know, this is about how did you find your voice? How did you find it? And the origin story of you, um, you know, for your listeners, they get an inside look at you. And for my listeners, they, they know the drill. They, they know that, you know, we're going to talk about stuff that matters and, um, so thank you for coming on the show, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the invite and I'm glad we were able to connect on social media. That's where I get a lot of my connections and networking nowadays. So it's kind of cool that we were able to, uh, connect this way. And I'm excited to talk to your audience about my past and my, um, how I got to where I am and everything like that. All right, man. Well, let's let's dive in get let give us a little uh roundabout about what it is eric dillman designs does like what's the business yeah so it all started when i was a full-time interior designer struggling with getting leads because you know i was the first i was the youngest on in the company and you know kind of they give you like the very small leads so i kind of started this social media page where do you live i'm in pittsburgh pittsburgh pennsylvania I am, yeah. Bro, so the Estel voice technique that I teach, Joe Estel is from that area. And Kim Steinhauer, who's the president of Estel International, the technique that I teach the craft with, she's from Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We need to connect somehow then. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Like, she's she's busy. But that girl, man, yeah. she teaches all over the world. She teaches in Russia, like Spain, Brazil, like she's all over the place. So that's a cool connection already. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's the best thing about this all. Once it's like such a small world, once you start talking to someone, you figure out some type of way that you know someone or you know someone in that industry. So it's really cool to be able to connect this way. And that's one of the main things I love about podcasting as well because it's not you're just not hiding behind the screen on a social media platform you're actually talking in um maybe not in person but you are on zoom or riverside or something yeah so anyway i cut you off i got excited because you said pittsburgh <laughs> yeah i mean so i made that social media account that's why hence why it's called eric Dillman designs um i'm not a full-time interior designer anymore i have um a full-time job that's um, outside sales, but I still had this following and I didn't want to kind of, I built this brand and this following on social media that I didn't want to just stop. So I continued to do it. And, um, it has developed into a podcast, um, one a week, and then it came into two a week and it has kind of just snowballed from here. So Eric, um, I mean, obviously you're an artist. Did you did you have that uh, affinity in high school or have you always had the that artistic design in, in your heart since you were a little boy, like rocking Legos and like what? Yeah, what, what was actually. It? Yeah. Legos were a huge thing in my house. Um, I was always trying to build houses with Legos and making it as realistic as possible and uh, drafting houses. I, I was lucky enough. My family built a house, um, when I was probably like eight, I believe. 
Um, and it was a very new development. So I just sit in front of the, the living room window and just draw the houses as they were getting built. Um, I've always thought, yeah, I always thought I was going to be an architect and then just realized that I was more um, in love with the interior of the home and the renovation and the construction of it than the actual architecture of it. So what would you say uh, artistically is kind of Eric's style? Well, that's hard. I mean, if you walked through my house, you would see probably like 10 different styles. Really? That's so cool. What, yeah. what, what, what's the one that you are like, this one makes me feel love? I mean, I, I would say right now, probably um, like an organic modern look. So with natural elements, but also modern. Um, that's probably the re I, the only reason I say that is that's the re most recent thing I've done in my house, was, which was my kitchen, which is mm. that look. So it kind of just changes like quarterly, basically. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious because I know nothing about interior design. I have this old, you know, 1880 something Victorian house, like giant ceilings, like really like ornate woodworking i mean it's it's like three thirty six hundred square feet living space and then it has a full attic and a full basement that are not redone that are not a part of that 3600 so it's it's a massive house oh yeah and i love it but it needs some love it needs some love so like the kitchen's kind of painted um it, it wasn't completely painted when we got it i didn't even realize it because i again i don't know interior design but my question is like for a room ballpark in in, the, in an average industry of design interior design one room um average size room how much does it cost to do interior design work average ballpark on like like a kitchen, like I got an mm -hmm. island, I got a sink, the oven's gas, it's money. Um, but like for a kitchen, what, what's a remodel generally cost? So I'll go into kitchen because that's kind of what I specialized in most when I was at school. And I'd probably say on average, um, if it's a full gut job, you know, you're looking at like 35 to 50 grand right there. Bro. Yeah, but that that changes. What if it's not that? What if it's not that? Oh, you can do it super cheap. Like I just did mine super cheap. I refaced my whole kitchen, got new countertops, um, didn't really get any new appliances except the microwave. So there's ways around that and stuff. But so what's uh, ballpark on that? You can reface for probably twelve to fifteen. Okay. Thousand. Yeah, it, it, the construction is what takes up a lot of it. You know, you if you knew how to do it all yourself, you could save a lot of money with the the labor side of it. Labor is yeah. what drastically changes. Oh yeah, man. That I I I wish that I would have taken the time to learn from my grandpa and my dad that skill. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's my favorite part. I do a lot of my renovations in my house. Um it's documented on my social media pages, but it just it's just fun to be able to say that you did it yourself. Um, I know it's not for everybody, but I love it. Well, I know I said we were going to talk a lot about business, but now you got me su super curious because I have an <laughs> expert in front of me. Um, question. There's, you know, the housing market kind of 
eh, it's not the best right now, right? Yeah. Interest rates are crazy, right? Yeah. So if you have a, a family that is looking to upgrade their home right now, what, what would be the first room that they should start with? Um, so from a designer's point of view, I always said kitchens and bathrooms that those are what sell the house. Wow. Bathroom. Okay. I never would have thought that. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially the primary, uh, for, you know, the, the parents of the home. Um, but if you ask real estate agents, they, they always say, you know, curb appeal. So exterior of the home front door type of deal. And then they go into kitchen and bath. Okay. And so for people uh, looking to do that, it sounds like it's going to be like 15 to 50 grand to do it right. Do it right. Yeah. And then that obviously changes through the areas that you live because labor is drastically different. That's like if you're watching an HGTV show and someone's doing something for, you know, a 25 grand, you have someone come in in your area and they're doing it for 50. It just geographically, those prices change. And so when someone's kind of shopping around, What's a question that they should ask interior design people you, using their voice, right? What, what's, a, what's a question or some questions that they could ask around the area with interior design people? Um, Question-wise, that, that's my main thing is when I always have or suggest a friends or family that are trying to find someone to do their home stuff is to look for what the designer's asking you. The designer should be interviewing you as the client. The more gotcha. questions they ask you, the better they are. Um, because there's so many designers out there that only design for themselves. So if they're more quiet and kind of designing the place while they're in your house, oh, that's, that's cool. Good. No, they that's should be listening. <laughs> no, they should be listening to you. Okay. Cool, man. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I wish that you lived closer. <laughs> Where are you at? Are you I'm in Kansas? In Can- yeah, I'm in Kansas. Yeah. Okay. Winfield, Kansas, man. Small town, 12,000 people. Uh, we, we live on a little corner house. Awesome porch. Like I said, it's, it's freaking legit. You know, like we got a really good deal on this house. I think we got it for like 190,000 or 200,000. Um, it's incredible. Like, um, I don't, I don't want to get rid of this house. Like it's amazing. And that there's so much possibility in it. Right. Um, yeah. and now I know, now I know an expert. Now I know a guy, <laughs> I can take a picture yeah. and be like, Eric, what you think about this? Cool. <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, growing up, uh, did you have activities, sports that you were a part of? Yeah, I pretty much did pretty much every sport. Um, no, to man. Uh, like what? Mom, I, I baseball, football, basketball, soccer. Cool. cool. Um, did a little karate. Um, my mom was a gymnastics coach for a while, so I, I did gymnastics for a while. That's legit. Yeah. Um, but as like any part of the world, there you know they make sports year round, so you kind of have to make oh, that. Man. You have to just pick one sport. So I did football up until probably like junior in high high school, and then. Uh, yeah, but I love all the sports and it was a fun childhood. So how old are you, Eric? 28. Bro, you're so young. You're killing Uh, it. Yeah. Sometimes you don't feel that, you don't feel that young. 
your body oh. starts. I feel like I would say at 25, you felt like that's when your body starts to change. Yeah. I I always say, I wish I could be 23 for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's when you feel invincible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 46. And, uh, you know, it's every day that you wake up because I run every single day. And so every day that I wake up and run, there's something new on my body that is a little painful that day that I didn't know was there before. Yeah. Um, Eric, you have a good voice too, bro. Like you got a good speaking voice. Were, were you Thank in choir you. at all? Did, did you say? No, no, no. Oh. I'm not, no, I was very introverted going through high school and I still kind of am. But when it comes to business, I'm not. Yeah, I could tell like you're super smart. Did, were, were you like in uh, like honors classes in high oh, school? Oh, no. no, no. I was very, very mediocre. Very, very what? mediocre. Yeah, no, no chorus, no honors classes. Um, just the the basic math, English, all that. Okay, well, you played some video games, I bet. I did when I was younger, but not as I got older. I, I still don't play video games. What games did you play as a young as a young boy? So it's probably not the best game to play when you're younger, but Grand Theft Auto was a big I one. I knew, I knew you're gonna say it when you said that. I was like, oh boy, here we go. We had to play it on mute, but um, it was still fun. And we so, didn't play it the way that you're supposed to play it. You, you know, we had the steering wheel driving around the town, thinking that's what the game was. Um, yeah. But as you get older, you notice that's not what the game is meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I tried to play that game, two versions of that game, a couple times, and it just made me feel dirty. It made me feel like a dirty dog. It does, yeah. <laughs> as you get older, you notice that. Yeah, but when you're younger, like, it doesn't seem that way. <laughs> that makes sense. So, Eric, you grew up in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, uh, mom and dad, did you have both mom and dad growing up? Yep. Still do, and they're 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 still together. Divorced. They are. Yeah, I only live Man. about fifteen minutes away from them. That's still such very a close. blessing. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have an older brother and a younger brother. You're the middle. I am. And did you did you go to college? I did. I went to school for interior design. Where at? Um, it's called Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, it's most oh, it's a bigger state school here in uh, PA. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you some deep questions if you don't mind. Are you okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So, I was in public school for 19 years as a choir teacher, and I taught private voice for 20 years on the side as a side hustle. In 2019, I joined the Arate Syndicate, which is the entrepreneur group uh, coached by Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. And um, long story short, went to the live event. I was just a public school teacher hanging out with ballers. And I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know why I was there. And this uh, lady that was following me on 75 Hard the first time that Andy said, none of you guys are going to finish this. Her name is Stephanie Van Dam. She turned around. She goes, hey, Matt, I have to tell you something. And I said, okay, what? She goes, did you know that Tony Robbins has a voice coach? And I was like, I can do that. So the next day, wrote the business plan. Since 2019, I've been coaching business professionals on craft, which is technique, which you know well in the interior design business, artistry, which is telling a story, and you tell stories with your work, with your art, right? And then mm -hmm. magic, 
getting people to feel what you want them to feel. So you know when you put your hands on wood and you're working and you're feeling love and you're excited, guess what transfers to that wood, to that work? That energy. And when people walk into that room, they feel it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I teach my clients to do when they speak. And so since 2019, I've been coaching business professionals on how to speak with more clarity, confidence, connection, communication, and courage to say what they want to say, what they, what they really want to say. So when I was teaching high school, I would ask these four questions, all right? And I think you're going to like these. Okay. Like these, these questions uh, are lifelong questions, Eric. They're not, they're not like, you know, you're going to be able to hear the question today and just be like, that's it. That's what I do, right? I mean, this, this has taken me years to be clear about what I do. So like what I just said, craft, which is technique, artistry, storytelling, performance magic, getting people to feel what you want them to feel, clarity, courage, connection, communication, and confidence. 20 years to be that clear with what I deliver mm-hmm. and how I do it, right? So my question to you is, first, what do you love? What do you love more than anything in the world? I would say family, family and friends. Um, yeah, it's probably the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, what do, you, what do you love about life other than family and friends? I would say freedom. So freedom to be able to, you know, I'm an avid uh, country music listener. Um, yeah. Music. So being able to have just different music genres and being able to have different hobbies is awesome. Who's your favorite artist? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, right. I know who mine is in country music. I mean, I'd probably say I have five or so um, right go. now. Rattle Morgan Wallen. Zach Bryan, um, Carrie Underwood. Oh, yeah. Uh, Garth Brooks has always been one. Um, yes. I was I grew- hoping you were going to say Garth Brooks. Okay. Yeah, what do you like I'd- about Garth? I mean, he's the first artist I remember hearing when I was younger. I mean, that's just what my parents loved. Um, he was big in the 90s. That's where I he's grew the up. Best. So. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's just all I remember is just listening to his CDs and one after the other, just not skipping a song, just start from start to and finish. Music. This podcast, I already know, was meant to be because of that moment, bro. <laughs> so, have you seen him in, in, in person? Have you seen him live? I, I have, like in 2013, I believe, or 2014. Tell me about that experience. Oh, it was amazing. He came to Pittsburgh and did six shows in two days, I believe, or three days. Um, And I was like the first, he did it like two shows in a day. Um, So it was like, one was like late afternoon and the other one is at night. And I did like the late afternoon one, I believe, or the night one, I can't remember. Um, But it was amazing. It was insane. I got to see him in Kansas City. It was the same concert series. Okay. I get to watch him, Eric. I'm not kidding. Uh, Angela, she bought me tickets to his one-man show in Vegas, Uh, uh, April 18th. 
like Garth, performance-wise, he is one of the the best specific, like period, performers, magical performers in the world of all time. Okay. He he has magic. Like he is able to take a crowd and put them right here in the palm of their hand. He is, yeah. He he gives like you said earlier with giving off energy, he could give off energy and everybody feels that. <sighs> Goosebumps. Goosebumps all over my body. Yeah, yeah, man. And who was your last one? I'm sorry. You said Garth Brooks. Uh, oh man. So that's a mixture. I mean, Shania was also an artist that we listened to start to finish when we were younger. Um, or Toba Keith was a big part of my childhood yeah. as well. What's your favorite? Oh man, that's a hard question. What are some? I'm gonna give you that because I'm not gonna do that to you. What are some of your favorite Garth Brooks songs? Oh well, my favorite is "The River." That's oh, an easy. Stop it! Are you kidding me, Eric? <laughs> Eric, okay. This was meant to be like God. For thank yours thank, thank, thank you for this moment. No, <laughs> but but the, you said the river, all right, and um. So full transparency, all right? I didn't think we'd get to this point. Like, this is amazing. Eric, this, this podcast was meant to be, bro. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it's much as for me as is you right now, all right? So unfortunately, August 5th, uh, my wife told me we're getting divorced. And oh. we, we've been together for 19 years. And long story short, we are just um, not... We're, we're in different directions of life, all right? And so August and September was very painful for me. And yeah. Um, yeah, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Like, I, I haven't even talked about this on my podcast. <clears throat> um, and I did this uh, event, Unmute. You see the little badge back here. I did this yeah. Unmute event in New York City as my first speaking event for speakers to come and speak and working with people about unpacking their voice and being vulnerable and all that. And um, I was a mess up until that event. And after that event, everything changed. Everything started being uh, more clear. God started saying yes, yes, yes to everything that was voiced by Matt, which is my, my logo for my shirt. Um, and I got these speaking gigs, I got these MC gigs, like all this stuff is happening. <laughs> And in every major moment, a river was in that moment. So when my wife told me that August 5th, I was in Vienna, Austria, by that famous, uh, I don't know how they say it, the, the D word, uh, river. Okay. Um, the damn booth or the de booth or... Uh, I, I can't even, man, people are going to make fun of me about that. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, their famous river in Europe, Napoleon Bonaparte, all of, like, it's, it's one of the most famous rivers in Vienna, all right? So that was a river. Um, and then uh, in New Jersey, there was a river. Um, and then um, in San Antonio, the Riverwalk, which is where I did this big speech on this big stage for Social Media Bootcamp 2.0. And I'm on the Riverwalk, and, and I'm like, you know a dream is like a river, ever-changing as it flows. 
And the dreamer's just a vessel that must follow where it goes, trying to learn from what's behind you and never knowing what's in store makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shores. And I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry like a bird upon the wind. These waters are my sky, and I'll never reach my destination. And if I never try, so I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry. And that kept going through my head. And I started listening to the words, Eric. And I was like, I'm living this right now. Yeah. And then it gets to the bridge, right? There's bound to be rough waters, and I'll know I'll take some falls. But with the good Lord as my captain, I can make it through them all. Those words never meant anything to me like they do now. Yeah. And like they did on San Antonio. And then I used that little clip in my speech on stage, on a big-ass stage in San Antonio in front of an audience. And I, and I thought about those words, you know, a dream is like a river ever changing as it flows. And the dreamer is just a vessel, a temple that must follow where it goes, trying to learn from what's behind you and never knowing what's in store in the future makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shores. And I was like, what are you trying to tell me, God? <laughs> And then I went to St. Louis to watch Metallica. And I was at the arch. And I'm running by this water. And it was the river, the Mississippi River. Mm. And then Ed Milet on Tuesday this week had Granger Jones on. And Granger talked about the story of losing his son. Wait for it. I quote, River. Yeah. Yeah, his story is crazy. And then Eric Dillman on my podcast today told me that his favorite Garth Brooks songs, out of all the ones you could have picked, bro. <laughs> There's a lot. Was The River. Oh yeah. That's the best thing about country music. It like <laughs> as you're younger listening to it, they're great songs and melody. That's kind of what I think of what pop and other genres which i love but as you start living life and you start going through stuff country music those songs mean completely different things it could, that song's what 30 years old oh man that that makes me feel so old but yeah it probably is yeah. i remember the album too it's blue and black right yeah shameless yeah. was on the album yes yes rodeo Woo. Yeah, it just as you live life, those songs just completely change meaning. Wow. This is a special podcast, Eric. <laughs> didn't know you were getting into country music during this podcast. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going to say The River. I didn't know you were going to say Garth Brooks. Yeah. So, Eric... Uh, you got you got a wife, you got kids. I don't, just a dog. She's sitting right in front of me sleeping. What kind of dog? 
golden retriever. Perfect. So Eric, you told us what you love. What makes you tick? What gives you, what gives you like, like joy and bliss makes you tick? Oh, um, I was thinking of the other way. Like what makes you like, what, like misconceptions or something that you might, that kind of puts you off kind of thing. Nah, that's like a pet peeve. I want to know like, what gives you like rhythm, like makes you, makes you move, makes you, makes you feel encouraged to, okay, let's go do this. I think making a change with, uh, the work I put out. So if someone reaches out and says, Oh, this podcast episode was awesome. This is exactly what I needed. Or just hearing you say that or putting out this post is what I needed to help my career, help my business. Those things are great. Or when I was a designer, just having someone just so happy with the outcome and how it, mm-hmm. it how it just the function of their space just works out so much better for them. That's what really gets me happy and enjoy what I do. Mm. So you're serving people. And, and yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, next question. Uh, what are your purposes in life? Oh, man. I think that changes, like, throughout the years go on, but... Okay, well, like, right now. Just put out as much, as, as much knowledge as I have found through my years of, you know, digital marketing and know podcasting and stuff and just sharing as much knowledge as possible and helping out as many people as i can if that's one or if that's thousands yeah so you just love giving out knowledge and sharing yeah yeah i'd say that's it okay and then the this is the lifelong question is why is eric on earth oh that's a powerful one. Um, <laughs> I mean, imagine me asking freshmen in high school this every year. They're just like, oh, yeah. what in the world? Yeah, they would not know what to say. Uh, like, just like I am right now. Uh, I think just being able to make a difference in someone's life. Beautiful. Yeah. One of my mentors, uh, James Bryan Smith, he said at baccalaureate, when I was graduating from college to the, to the audience, I was going to do sales for ethanol corporation. Oh yeah. Plant or I was going to be a teacher. And he said to the baccalaureate attendees, the best thing that you can do in your life is help somebody else. And I was like, Oh, okay. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And that's what I've done ever since. Um, because it was either going to be, I'm going to chase money or chase people. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's uh it's definitely worth chasing people, Eric. Oh um, yeah. So uh you know th- this book that you're in right now, Eric, is your first book of life, yeah. right? Okay. And um just what I'm gonna what I'm gonna tell you is the more clear and the more um, passionate you can be about those questions, what do I love, what makes me tick, 
what are my purpose is. I used to say, what, what's my purpose? And I, I changed my mind about that because we have multiple purposes on earth. And then why are you on earth? All right. So what do I love? I love helping people. Mm-hmm. What makes me tick? The light bulb moments, watching people like, oh my God, I did not know I could even do that. And sometimes when that happens, they cry. They're, they're like, oh my gosh, I did it. Like I actually did it. I'm like, yes. And then, uh, what are my purposes? Helping people find their voice, keep, share, and connect their voice. I'm on earth to help people let their soul come out and say hello. That's why I'm here. And the, the podcast, the social media, um, stages, MCs, whatever, it's, it's a way for us, for me, for, to continue my legacy for these two boys max and leo that are my sons and for them to never question you know what did dad believe um and you know i think my audience knows this but i want you to know this so my grandpa when i was in high school he committed suicide he shot himself in the chest my dad was kind of depressed about that as you would be um he was supposed to go to the farm that day and he kind of held on to that for a long time in his life. I don't know if he ever really <sighs> healed from that. And, you know, my dad liked to drink a little bit, um, but he, but my grandpa and my dad never talked about their feelings to me, ever. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm doing this work, because I'm the change. I'm the change in my family tree. Yeah. And I'm helping men and women like you um, share their emotions with their voice and make an impact with the people that they serve in their businesses, um, in everyday life, relationships, um, because we need more people to feel comfortable enough to be themselves completely, wholly. Absolutely. Yeah, especially this now in this day and age with media. I mean, social media, I love social media and everything, but that's something I've taught. I've had many mental health coaches and stuff on my um, podcast, and it's it can take a tool on you, um, especially when you're yeah. trying to build your own brand. And um, the feedback that you get is can be debilitating and can hurt someone mentally and I, I just feel bad for the people that you know the younger generations that are living their whole lives through this um you know social media wasn't a thing until i was i mean it was a thing but i have it until like probably 10th grade ninth or 10th grade um and that's kind of past that point where you're really developing um and that's when you're most vulnerable um and, and back then it wasn't a an evil thing it was very like people would be posting their coffee or their shoes they just bought they weren't posting photoshopped photos of themselves and lives on vacations and stuff that they do now Um, it wasn't that polished pretty world that social media is now um but yeah i think it's that's something that people as the years go on with digital media and social media people are going to need to learn more about and figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. So Eric, um, if you could talk about anything you, you wanted to talk about right now that you're the most passionate about, you have 
we have about five minutes left. What what would you want to talk about and tell the audience today? Um, I'll just talk about my podcast. Um, it, it started out as a uh, content uh, filler, basically. It was I call it, it's called Pro Series, and it was developed when I was a designer trying to figure out who could give um, feedback to homeowners on what's the best thing to remodel in their home. Cool. And I wasn't even part of it. It, they would send in videos and I'd post the videos. And that was back when I didn't want to show my face. I didn't want to have be on camera. Um, and then COVID came and I was talking with um, a, an HGTV guy. His name is Ward Schrader. Um, he has a show with his daughter called Barge, Bargain Mansions. And I decided, Sweet. you want to jump on Zoom one day and just record in like an interview, like a late night type, late night TV show type interview and it kind of just developed from there and i just love being able to wow. talk to people from all around the world with different topics it was strictly design related now it's basically everything in the professional world um so real estate construction uh business coaches mental health coaches um digital media people um it's, and i have a new episode every week and i just talk about that and um, I have a second episode that comes out in the week called Pro Series Off Topic. Oh, cool. Which me, me being a podcast um, listener, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I wanted to, I felt like I was putting myself in a, to a corner just listening or talking about business stuff. And I wanted to talk about stuff outside of the business. So Off Topic was born and I talk about country music every week, um, the media based yeah new country music and then just some random topic um if it's social media or whatever man i love that i love i love that you are creating i can i can i can tell that you're really passionate about the off topic one big time yeah it, they're shorter episodes um but they're really meant to just be a quick kind of you know general country music uh and just whatever i felt that week was kind of a cool topic to talk about Man. Well, Eric, thank you so much um, for jumping on this podcast with me today and sharing your story. And I, dude, the synergy that we had in this podcast, man. Uh, yeah, man, you, you, uh, you got a, you got a special gift. Um, and I, I hope that you continue to use it and I hope that you continue to, uh, to share your voice and encourage other people to share their voice. Um, you have a very open, vulnerable way of uh, communicating with people. And that's, that's why you're having success on your podcast. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. Wanna, yeah. I just want to keep in, like, encourage you. You're going to come to a point where you're like, okay, now what? And yeah. when you get to that point, you know, just listen internally because you know i i have some ideas of where where you can go with this um but uh i'm gonna we we could talk off air about that um yeah. but i'm uh i'm very grateful that we had this amazing moment today um i don't think i'm ever gonna forget this podcast uh because you bringing up the river is not a coincidence crazy yeah, yeah. everything's meant to happen yeah. 
Well, how can we get a hold of you? How can people get a hold of you if people want to be on your podcast, if they want to reach out for any kind of design information? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on social media, Eric Dillman Designs, um, except uh, X Twitter. I'm Eric Dillman DZN because they have, you know, the letter count difference. But you can, uh, my email is Eric Dillman Designs at Gmail if you want to be on the podcast or you could DM me as well. I look at look at those periodically. So um yeah just social media and apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts it's pro series with eric dillman all right well thank you for being on the show eric and i'm looking forward to be on your show yes absolutely let's get that scheduled and thank you so much for having me on you're welcome have a great day guys <laughs>